Shelly, I'm not sucking up. It is the best PSA. As soon as I fired it up, I was like, this is so spot on perfect. So I'm happy to just put on mute and let Shelly go to town talking about it because I'm a fangirl and I want to hear more. You're listening to the Gaming News Canada show with Steve McAllister recorded live on Twitter Spaces. Follow Gaming News CA on Twitter to join the live audience. Let's get started because both of our very special guests have joined us. First off, welcome back everybody to the uh, fifth episode of the Gaming News Canada show. Um, I'm your host, Steve McAllister from uh, from Gaming News Canada and Parlay Media Group. So much to cover this week and uh, we're going to get to our, our special guests in a second, but I, I just want to quickly run through the, the newsletter this week and, and we are going to speak with both uh, Jessica Wellman from SBC Americas and, and Shelley White from the Responsible Gambling Council about some of the uh, some of the news and the happenings in, in today's newsletter. If you haven't had been plugged in, uh, the AGCO did release a, a, some updated standards for for the regulated gaming market in the province on uh, on Tuesday. Uh, no no surprise, we knew this was coming that there is going to be a crackdown on un, unregulated operators come. October 31st. I think the question in, in most people's minds at this point is, uh, what what will that punishment uh, look like? And we, we really don't know right now. We do know there are some operators out there who still haven't uh, have either their AGCO license and or their iGaming Ontario commercial agreement. So uh, certainly watching watching that. Um, Lotto Quebec, uh, Jeff Zaccadia covers, who was a busy man last week. Uh, had a good read on a lot of Quebec's Q1 financials and, and showing some pretty uh, substantial growth uh, year over year for quarter one with uh, with online sports betting and sports betting overall. Uh, we are going to talk to Shelley White in a, in a few minutes about the Responsible Gambling Council's Monday announcement with Nick TV and a new PSA campaign campaign to to help educate um, uh, probably more targeted towards newcomers to, to gambling and, and, and online uh, sports betting, uh, educating them about the risk involved. Uh, we had a chance to sit in on the Fans Unite Entertainment latest corporate update on, on Tuesday with uh, Darius Agdami, Scott Burton, and, and Jay Ma from Betting Hero. Uh, interesting session yesterday. If, if you want more on that, I'd, I'd ask you to, to take a look at the, at the newsletter. Um, and we also introduced in the newsletter this week, we, we're just finding right now with uh, with the post-COVID period that we're in for the most part and people feeling safe about getting together at conferences again, that we're, we're seeing an awful lot of activity in terms of conferences and webinars coming up. So we've started a new section in the newsletter this week to highlight those opportunities um, for people to hop on their laptop or, or to actually uh, travel to, to a conference. So um, please, if you're looking to get educated on the industry, looking for opportunities to do some networking, please check out the newsletter as well. Uh, with that, I want to introduce Jess Wellman from, from SBC Americas. And uh, Jess, we haven't had a chance to meet each other in person yet and, and certainly looking forward to doing that next week. But um you know, it's been it's been a crazy. Uh, you joined SBC Americas back in in June um, after spending uh, spending a fair bit of time at Bally's Interactive as head of content, and, and you've been in the industry f- from what I saw on LinkedIn for about a, a decade now. Can you maybe just at, at the top here just talk to us a little bit about your decision to join SBC Americas? That it was an interesting move for you to leave Bally's and, and go there. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, you're right. It's been a, a long road in uh, the gambling news biz. And most of that work was done on the affiliate side. Uh, poker was very driven by affiliates, and that's kind of how I broke in. And then I was with uh, Katana Media for kind of the first four years that the U.S. version of, of Katana existed. And it was great to build up uh, a bunch of different state-level sites, play Pennsylvania, that sort of thing. Um, and I, you know, thought I was ready to do something different and, and moved over to the operator's side with Bally's for a bit. But really, when the opportunity came up for SBC to do the news that I loved doing with the affiliates that was becoming less a part of what they were doing, the legislative coverage, regulatory coverage, uh, and that B2B kind of news, uh, it just was such a perfect fit. Uh, and, you know, I, I don't mind public speaking, so the conference piece of this is a nice uh, opportunity to get to speak more and do that. So really, it was kind of a match made in heaven that they wanted someone with some U.S. experience, and I really wanted to get back to doing the kinds of stories I loved doing, um, when I was working on the various play brands at Katana. I, I, I suggest, Jess, that it was probably uh, not, not a case of really having a chance to put your feet up and get settled in, into the new role because, uh, you know, SBC, we, we've had uh, the announcement earlier this year about uh, the company taking over the, the Canadian Gaming Summit uh, beginning next year and, and uh, I think you're in the process right now of doing a bit of a, a makeover with Canadian gaming business. And, uh, of course, we had the SBC Americas uh, con Conference, North America Conference in, in New Jersey in, back in July. Uh, we just finished SBC Barcelona a week or so ago, and, and we've got SBC Latino America coming up. So it sounds to me like you kind of jumped into the fire here. Uh, my first day of work was flying to Toronto for the Canadian Gaming Summit. They were like, hello, how are you? Will you moderate a panel? Um, it, it's been fun. It's a lot of travel. I literally leave for GTE uh, Sunday, and I don't get back to my house for a month between GTE, some family events, uh, World Lottery Summit, and then, of course, LATAM in uh Miami. Uh, it's great. I'm going to be exhausted in a month. I'll probably just pass out for a week and take sick leave or something. But yeah, it's been great. It's been great to go to Barcelona. Uh, our America's event was so well attended. I think everybody was just really excited to get back into a conference groove and, and at a big event. So I think, you know, G2E will be the same. If I, if it, my inbox is any indication, everybody's really eager to just get together in one place again. Yeah, I, I'm, we're, we're going to get into G2E in a second, Jess. One thing I would like to ask you about is just the, the relation, the new relationship between SBC and, and the Canadian Gaming Association and, and Canadian gaming business, and Canadian gaming business in particular. I mean, what uh, what's your role in that, and, and can you maybe talk to us a little bit about, about SBC's plans for, for giving that uh, a bit of a, a refresh? Yeah, absolutely. So we, you know... Love working with CGA. Uh, the more I get to know Paul Burns, the more I really love what that group does. Uh, and now that we've got a hold of Canadian gaming business, I think we're going to try to just bring a little more 
thought leadership to what you'll see on that website. We'll have all of the news and information as well, but bringing those same kinds of insights that we've been doing on SBC America to uh, the CGB site. I actually was speaking with Shelly, one of your colleagues, uh, Heather, earlier today about just that sort of thing. Uh, how can we really be, you know, become a part of that Canadian community and get those voices heard? And also think about, you know, the website. Everybody's so focused on Ontario, but preparing to make it a really holistic, the entire country, everything that's going on, land-based and online, uh, First Nations, and tie it all together. That sounds very, it's a big plan, small steps. But uh, step one is just getting our, our FBC America's team writing content there regularly. I am editing uh, both of those sites now, so just trying to get the news flow up and running and uh, rebooted now that the great guys at Media Edge have passed it on to us. Yeah, that's that's pretty exciting news, Jess. And again, again I think I'm sure you've seen that there's an awful lot of good coverage of this industry happening in Canada. Uh, Rob McNeil and uh, and Dave Briggs, both from Katina, are with us today and are usually here every week. And uh, I referenced Jeff Sakodny and, and the work he Jeff does that covers uh, earlier and yeah. And, uh, you know, people like Jeff Lagerquist at, at Yahoo, uh, Yahoo Finance in Toronto. And uh, it's been the w one thing that certainly made, uh, you know, certainly helped Gaming News Canada with our, our twice weekly newsletter is that we have access to all this great coverage. And that, that would include the coverage that the, not only you, but people like Aaron Marie Gallagher and the other people at SBC are doing as well. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think... Certainly, Robin and Dave do a great job. Uh, can't speak highly enough of my former employer. Uh, Jeff, I got to meet in uh, New Jersey and had a great chat with him as well. And excited to just be part of part of the group. And, you know, I hope we can bring our, our ability, you know, we have our partnerships with B2B and, and get that more business-oriented side of it in there in addition to the consumer-facing news. Hey, Jess, just, uh, you know, given your experience in the industry and, and the fact that you've been around for more than a decade now, we, we've seen what's happened in the U.S. in 2018 and over the past, uh, I, I guess, 13 or 14 months now here in uh, here in Canada. Like, are there three or two or three big storylines or, or trends that, that you've seen or, or things that, uh, that you know, the, the, I guess the biggest changes that you've seen over your decade in the industry? Well, regulation was a, yes. a big thing. Uh, and, you know, just comparing how Ontario has handled those brands versus how, the, I mean, it's so different. It's such night and day, you know, for U.S. brands like Poker Stars um, operating in the gray market was just for many years as this was getting going, you know, online casino, you have to keep in mind, started in like 2013. They were out you know, they were bad actors. They were not given a foot in the door. And so the fact that Ontario was willing to approach it with this phased approach to me is a sign of just how much things have changed and how much the U.S. and North America are, are embracing that this is more of a global business. For a long time, it was this very insular protectionist approach to things that MGM and Caesars and Rivers can participate, but let you know keep it to these land-based casinos and limit those opportunities so that's one big one that i've seen a huge change in the past decade uh and then now you know i put on 
pause the thrilling Massachusetts Gaming Commission meeting that I've been listening to all day. You guys are much more fun. Uh, I think, you know, what Ontario has done in terms of just really putting responsible gambling at the forefront of how they regulate is seeping into the U.S. as well. You know, Massachusetts has always been a state that's really um, careful and measured in how they go about things, but that they'll be talking about what kind of limits should we have on advertising and advertising limits in general, that that discussion is happening. Uh, I'll be honest, I think there are ways that Ontario could do these advertising limits better but the fact that they brought up the conversation it's happening other places is really, I'm sure Shelly can agree, like a very good step forward. And then, you know, the final thing that I'm really kind of future looking curious to see, we're not going to get operator data out of Ontario, but I just, so I understand the black market in the U.S. better too, or gray, I guess, if you want to call it that. I would love to see, you know, who's really winning in Ontario and just how much conversion is there between people who are going offshore and and people who are playing on regulated sites and how that switch happens and how many people do it, what entices them. So that's one I definitely will be keeping an eye on going forward. Yeah, no, great points, Jess. And I think that, uh, you know, that, that data that we're, that we're looking for, I think that's something that, people like Dave and, and Robin and all of us who cover the industry that we're going to keep pushing, uh, keep pushing for a little bit more uh, transparency on, on that. Although I think it's a, it's an uphill battle. I do, I do want to introduce Shelly White, the CEO of the Responsible and Gambling Council. And, and we were, uh, we, we thought we were going to have, we weren't going to have Shelly until the bottom of the hour, but Shelly, because you're here now, did you maybe just want to add, add anything to what uh, Jess mentioned about the Responsible Gambling piece? Yeah. Hi, Steve. Hi, Jess. It's great to um, virtually meet you ahead of our meeting next week. And we're really looking forward to uh, working with you in your, in your new role at SBC. Congratulations. And um, I'm really Glad that you raised the point about um, how um, AGCO, as a regulator, has um, incorporated consumer protection, responsible gambling as a cornerstone of its regulation. And this was something that was the government of Ontario's goal right from the start. You know, when we first all met in August of 2019, um, the Attorney General and the Minister of Finance and uh, Minister of Health all said, you know, we're looking at a new way of offering um, iGaming in Ontario and sports betting. And we've got two goals. One is to, um, you know, generate money in a regulated market and also consumer protection. And, um, you know, we've been at that table with the government um, throughout the entire planning and development of the standards. And, um, and, you know, they were, have been extremely um, committed to responsible gambling and ensuring that, you know, the regulations are, you know, evidence informed and um, well thought out. They spent a lot of time comparing and looking at what's being done in other parts of the world and what's working, but also what's already been working in Canada. Um, so they've taken a real, you know, public health approach to this. And uh, we're thrilled that the responsible gambling standards that are embedded in the regulations are um, certainly aligned um, with um, the RG Check accreditation standards and that RG Check has been embedded in the licensing agreement and is a requirement for all um, operators in Ontario. 
Right. Shelly, we're going to get, we're going to get a little deeper into the RG check program uh, a little bit later, but I did want to uh, bring Mark Silver in here and just in case Mark had any questions on what both you and Jess have talked about uh, so far. Well, thanks, Steve. And it's great to have everyone uh, join us this afternoon. No, I, I'm, I'm really excited to have some more investment and focus voices covering the industry along with Steve and, and the others who, who Steve has mentioned who have done a great job thus far. And I'm really looking forward to what's going to take place in June when, uh, when SBC re really takes over the summit. We yeah, always love. Yeah, Jess, is that something you can maybe uh, talk about? Now, Mark and I had a chance. Uh, we spent a little bit of time with Bob McFarlane at, uh, in, in Toronto with back in um, uh, back in June. It was almost like uh, when, the, you know, the, the, the successful bid committee for Olympic Games, they come in at Olympics the, the four years before and, and kind of scout out what the what the current Olympic host is, is doing. And so I guess it's like a reconnaissance mission. And, and again, we had a chance to, to again, talk to Bob in, um, in New Jersey in July and uh, you know, people like himself and, and Sue Schneider, I, I think they're pretty excited about what you're going to be able to do in Toronto next summer. Yeah. You know, I, I should have picked Bob's brain on what he has in mind, but if you know Bob McFarlane at all, he, is always thinking about how to make things bigger, better. Uh, you know, we're still a little ways out, but I will say, I think the biggest difference you'll see is that in the past, CGS has been a show that's been a bit more focused on land-based casinos uh, than online, understandably so. So what really, really we're excited about doing is I believe we're, oh, don't quote me on this because then I'm going to get it wrong. I do believe we're expanding our our footprint on the floor space. We'll have more floor space. You're going to see online brands in addition to land base. And then we've also got great relationships people who are working to make sure that we're including everybody, particularly First Nations and building up those relationships, uh, which starts, you know, to get a little plug in. If you are a Canadian uh, company or represent a Canadian brand, we're going to be doing uh, a Canada mixer at G2E uh, in advance of the June show where you can mill about and get a little taste of, of what our version of CGS is going to be. Get into G2E and I'm sure Shelly have some thoughts on this too. I mean, it, if if you're a newbie to this industry you, and you've, you're on social media, oh, you can't help but be overwhelmed in your feeds the last uh, the last two weeks and this week in particular with with everybody saying that they're going to be a G2E. It's almost like when Joe Carter hit the home run in the 93 World Series. Um, <laughs> Jess, can you maybe just talk a bit why people in an industry where there are a lot of conferences and webinars and other kinds of get-togethers, why there's so much buzz around the Global Gaming Expo? You know, you're getting me to kind of pitch my, my competition a little bit, but I will say G2E is just an exceptional opportunity for um, for a variety of people to come together. You know, SBC um, Americas, that really feels like a sports betting event. We're working on, on bringing in casino and bringing more of that to the table, but when you walk the floor at G2E, you're looking at everybody from DraftKings to MGM to Gary Platt, who makes chairs, you know, who makes casino chairs. Uh, and there's everything that you could possibly want in one place. And I think because it's also just the oldest, it has so much, um, you know, instilled respect in it that it feels like this can't miss event that you have to go to every year. 
I will say too, as someone who's been the past couple of years and been pre-pandemic and post-pandemic, last year I was there with Bally's. It really felt like there were people there. The floor was a lot smaller. It was more small groups together having meetings. And this feels like the first year that this conference is just fully back at the level that we're used to seeing it at. Yeah, I, I would say for, for me, that was certainly the case for, for, for with SBC in New Jersey, just where, uh, you know, I was at the one a year ago last December and it was, you know, we were still in a period of COVID people wearing masks and, and, and being careful. And uh, uh, July, just a lot more vibe, a lot more buzz and, and a better vibe with, with more people. And I think a lot of us feeling a little bit, a little bit safer about being in a, in a crowd like that. Shelly, maybe just your thoughts on, on G2E and does it, uh, you know, maybe again feel like we're back back to some sense of normalcy and, and it is kind of exciting, right? more more, excite, more excitement and trepidation about getting together. Oh, yeah, um, most definitely. It is a great opportunity for the industry to come together. And it's a it's a certainly a excellent cross section of the industry, as Jess also mentioned, which is so important in terms of bringing together all the stakeholders to have these conversations together about, you know, where the industry is going and what the current issues and trends are so that we can hear other perspectives and take this back to our respective organizations and action it. And, um, you know, given that this is, you know, the American Gaming Association Summit, um, what, you know, I'm excited about and our team is excited about that's attending this is, you know, how they have, you know, expanded the content to reflect the priorities in their new strategic plan. And uh, we're seeing a lot more content um, with respect to um, responsible gambling and player protection and conversations about, um, you know, innovation that's taking place because responsible gambling has to innovate um, so that we're being proactive and keeping pace with the kinds of radical changes that are occurring with the industry. Um, but I have to say, like, as Jess said, and as you've said, you know, that opportunity to come together and have those in-person, um, spontaneous conversations um, that, you know, you, you, you're, we're having these conversations on Zoom during the pandemic, but um, you don't have the same kind of free flow conversations and have the same kind of comfort level with debating these issues on Zoom as you do when you're actually face to face and can actually, you know, dig it a little deeper. So, um, yeah, really looking forward to being there and seeing, um, you know, like I said, a cross section of, of uh, stakeholders from throughout the industry. Um, I'm a strong believer, RGC is a strong believer that it's through this, these kinds of collaborative efforts in the industry that we make the most progress um, going, going forward. Yeah, that face-to-face uh, interaction, uh, Shelley. That's that's a great segue for Jess. Like, Jess, to, to people on on this in this forum and who are going to listen to to the show when it comes out in podcast early next week. If you're uh, a first-time attendee at, at G2E or any other gaming conference, what, what what would you recommend in terms of how you, how you plan your day and and places you should you should visit and and the kind of pe- kind of people you want to run into? Well, if you know, comfortable shoes. Uh, it's a lot of walking. 
a lot, a lot of walking. It's a very big footprint, uh, that convention space. So you're going all over the place. People have suites up at the Palazzo. They've got booths down on the floor. You're meeting at restaurants. So just know, like, you're going to get your steps in for the day. Uh, so I try to schedule my, you know, I think some people either go for the education or they go for being on the floor. And I was telling Charlie Horner, uh, who edits Canadian Gaming Business Magazine for us now, he's coming as well. It's his first G2E. And I was just like, give yourself time to just walk the floor and, and see the scope of everything if you're new. Yeah, I was really sad at Barcelona. I didn't get to walk the floor at all, and it was massive. Um, but yeah, just take the time to see who these vendors are, see who you know is making an effort to show up and be present at this, in addition to meetings and panels. Uh, the panels are, are really great. If you hang around for the media, if you hang around afterwards, Usually everyone's there, uh, the speakers are willing to give you, you know, quotes beyond just what they've asked on the stage, which is always helpful. And yeah, I just try to balance, you know, I try to pick a day that's going to be the day that I'm on the floor and that's primarily where I'm going to be and get at least one to two days in those educational panels because I think especially this time around, there are just so many topics that are so timely, uh, like the California panel. You know, it's going to be basically the only panel in election season. So to get to hear people talk about Proposition 26 and 27 as it's happening, you don't get those opportunities very often. Um, that I would just make sure that you balance it and you don't, you know, only live in panels, but also don't miss them all together either. Yeah, no, that, that's great advice, uh, Jess. And that was probably my one regret from the the SBC event uh, last December is I again it was a little bit overwhelming being in the the conference hall and I, I didn't take nearly enough advantage of the uh, of the panels that that were there and yeah I mean obviously Mark and I were not we're not getting into Vegas Monday afternoon so unfortunately we're gonna miss uh, I would like to listen to Chris Grove and Lloyd Danzig talk about uh, investing in the in the industry right now i think they're appearing early monday afternoon uh for people interested in ontario there is there is going to be a kind of an, a state of the ontario market panel with with paul burns from the from the cga uh, martha Otten, the executive director of iGaming ontario mccarthy tetrell senior counsel Dan, danielle bush and, and bruce Co coghill the canadian country manager for rust street interactive that that should be a good panel on uh, on wednesday morning at the venetian expo um, and then I'm, I'm also interested, uh, you know, the, the innovation challenge on Wednesday afternoon, there's five, five companies. So bet, Rimble, spark it, bet scope and data mint, uh, are the finalists for that competition. And, and, and given, uh, given the success that parlay had, uh, last December with, uh, with sharp rank, it, it'd be kind of fun to, to watch that go on. And then the other one, Jess, that's of interest to me, too, is just uh, uh, Sandra Douglas Morgan, the president of the Los Angeles Raiders. She's going to headline a conversation on how sports is evolving with gaming. And I, th I think that's something that could be a great interest. And again, Sandra comes from, I believe, the Nevada uh, Gaming Board. So she should have a unique perspective on kind of that intersection today of, of sports and gaming. Yeah, that is Wednesday at 9.30, because I have that one on my agenda, too. I've had my eye on her ever since she was appointed to um, Nevada Gaming Control Board. Uh, just an interesting person, especially if it's so hard to find people who have 
you know, gaming experience that are now working in the professional leagues, it's, they're hiring more and more, but especially to hire a woman of color and, and have faith in her and her abilities is so cool that I would, I'm very excited to see what she has to say. Shelly, any, any other, any other um, uh, conference panels or, or recommendations you would give to, to, uh, yeah, new, uh, yeah. so building on what you guys said, the show is so big between the educational sessions and the floor that my strategy is divide and conquer. So there's actually four of us from RGC that are going so that we can, um, you know, fit in all the walking the floor and talking to the various organize the various companies, because that's where you learn about what kind of innovation is taking place, what the new, what IGT is thinking of, what light and wonder, what, what the, what operators are thinking of in terms of, you know, um, new products, um, how they're incorporating responsible gambling, what their strategies are in terms of, you know, um, you know, building uh, player relationships, um, etc. So, um, yeah, the floor is definitely worth seeing. Uh, in terms of sessions, I have to say that I am also excited about the sessions that are taking place on Tuesday. I'm looking forward to hearing what Bill Miller has to say about, you know, the AGA's new strategy um, going forward, given the kind of growth and diversification. There's a great executive outlook panel that's also taking place on Tuesday morning. And as people like, um, you know, Amy Howe, the CEO of FanDuel that is speaking um, as well as I think five or six other speakers that um, I'm really looking forward to hearing their point of view. Um, and coincidentally, um, the same time that that Ontario session is taking place, I'm actually on a panel um, that's going to be talking about um, ESG um, in the gambling industry and um, what the what the opportunities and challenges are with respect to um, ESG and helping to build the sustainability of the industry as well as the brand. So I'm really excited to be part of that um, panel with Kendall Bentz and um, individuals from MGM and um, an, another um, actual operator that uh, is talking about their, their ESG journey. Um, and then I have to say, I'm really also looking forward to all the networking that I've been able to set up and the opportunities to sit down with colleagues and talk about um, some of the initiatives that we want to advance together um, going forward. And these are a cross section of academics as well as operators um, and affiliates and um and having that opportunity, like I said, to have conversations together about how we're going to um, advance our G from a B2B and a B2C perspective. So, um, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm bringing comfortable shoes and uh, really looking forward to having, you know, pretty well 18-hour days um, from early in the morning to late at night to fit all the exciting opportunities that are available. So thanks for that, Shelley. I'll also want to ask both of you this question because I, I do think it's important. I mean, it's been pretty well documented that this industry, uh, that diversity has been a bit of a challenge in the past. Um, you know, I will say when I, when I look at the agenda for G2E, I, I, I don't get that sense at all. I mean, it's, to me, the panels are, are quite diverse. And I thought uh, one of one of my best takeaways from the SBC summit in Jersey this summer was the uh, the, the woman networking mm -hmm. breakfast on the 
I think the second second morning and with a you know a full a full area of women getting together I thought that was a, a real positive step forward um, but but Shel- Shelly and Jess I, I defer to you on that I guess Jess I'll start with you just your observations that on that and do you think that there's a greater effort being made to make sure that this industry is more inclusive and diverse I think a lot of really important people are, are trying to bring a more inclusive uh, panel agenda to the table at every conference. Uh, you know, Sue Schneider helps with uh, G2E a little. She's also on our team, obviously. And it's great to see more voices. I loved that Global Gaming Women Breakfast. We did the same thing in Barcelona. I think they're doing one on Thursday as well. Uh, at G2E, and that's great. What I would, what I think we can still do more is, you know, beyond including women, I would love to just see more minority representation. Uh, we have, you know, tribal panels, but I'd love to see tribal people on more mainstream panels. I'd love to see more people of color. There's uh, going to be an African-Americans in gaming uh, mixer. I think I'm going to hopefully try and check that out just so that I can find out how I can help to promote these voices and these conversations uh, as in any way that I can. Yeah, that's such a great point, Jess. And I think something that can be incorporated into the conferences up here in Canada, the, uh, the involvement of the indigenous communities of, you know, for example, we know about Saskatchewan Indian Gaming Authority and, and they're going to have a prominent role to play in, in sports betting in Saskatchewan now that, that sports, uh, single event sports banks legal in this country so that that's something i hope we can look forward to at, at sbc next summer in toronto uh shelly did you just want to add yeah you that? know um thanks for raising this important point steve because you know the inclusion of um, equity diversity and inclusion in the industry is um, so important in terms of the growth and the sustainability and the future of this industry. And um, in addition to the fantastic work that Global Gaming Women does, and there's there's a couple of events. There's one on uh, Wednesday night, which is their annual uh, fundraising activity. And then there's another activity on Thursday morning, as Jess mentioned. Um, and that is, a, that is an excellent event. I have to say that the women leaders that I have met at every single Global Gaming Women event is they are inspirational leaders who are dedicated to the growth and success of this industry and to collaboration. So um, it's a great event. But there's also an initiative that's been in place for about four years in the industry called All In Diversity. And it's all about what we're talking about right now. It's about working with the industry to actually increase the diversity that exists, whether it's gender or race or ethnocultural. Um, and, um, and there's actually a survey that is implemented on an annual basis and, and you, you receive an evaluation, a score based on your responses um, to, so that you've got a sense. So each organization has a sense of how their EDI programs are actually um, improving and and being enhanced. And, um, you know, when we do that as individual organizations and then we build that and then put that together collectively, um, it really does enhance the entire industry. And, you know, innovation is so key to this industry and one of the best ways to facilitate and encourage innovation is through diversity diversity in the people that work with us, the people on our boards, 
but also diversity in terms of who are the customers are. So, um, and we've done a lot of, RGC's done a lot of work in this area in terms of understanding um, the unique differences, the beliefs and values of various um, ethnocultural communities in, um, and there is a difference. And, and it's important as an industry that we're aware of that so that we can be sure that we're communicating and engaging with the with different ethnocultural groups in a way that's accessible and relevant. So this is a really, really important um, matter for the entire industry um, from and at all levels and all elements. And it really should be baked in to the to every organization strategy. Yeah, I'm really glad you mentioned uh, uh, all in diversity. Shelly, because one of the people I'm really looking forward to meeting next week in person for the first time mm-hmm. is Kelly Keene, the, the founder of that orga- organization. And Kelly's done some great work, and, and we've spoken a couple of times uh, g- going back to uh, last year when I was writing, covering the industry for the Toronto Star once a week. So that that's Kelly, someone I'm, I'm looking forward to meeting. Hey, hey, Steve, yeah, go ahead, uh, Gavin. Re- yeah. Just real quick, you know, you talk about conference strategy right and and some great great insight and advice from just jessica and shelly and and only simple thing i'd add is is for people attending conferences i've always found and i got better at this later in my career admittedly than earlier is go in with game plan um go in with you just you just prompted the thought like identify a handful of people you want to meet right go in with a purpose like not just what topics you want to take in, but the people you want to meet, the people you want to see, um, and 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 try and you know find find some time to chat, even if it's for five minutes, exchange coordinates. But I find that that going in with that purpose um, will make it a much more productive um, use of your time. Totally agree with that, Gavin. You know, to your point, when I look at the educational agenda. I really don't pay attention until speakers are attached because what may seem like an interesting topic may not. I'm also coming at it with a media bent that I'm looking for, you know, the good quote, the good story. But same thing, though, if if you look at who's on the panel and even if it's not necessarily a topic, if it's a person that, you know, is bright and interesting and has something to say, it's going to be worth your time. Yeah, that's, that's such great advice, uh, both Jess and, and Gavin. I mean, I'm, I'm one of those people that dread, uh, I'm, I'm not a Who, scheduler. Whose advice, whose advice was better, though, if you were to rank? <laughs> would it be Jess or mine, Steve? Well, I'm just curious. That's what I was hoping for, Jess. That's great insight. You, good point there, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I was going to ask you to leave the room for, for 30 seconds, Gavin. But I'll, All right, I'll, I'll, go, into I'll, my I'll, t- I'll go into my timeout now. <laughs> I'll, I'll defer to, to Jess and the, and yeah, that, I, that, that's such a great point, both of you, because I, uh, I'm, I'm not one who loves to schedule things, but I, I've looked at uh, looking at the site and just what people have warned me about the, the expo being a little bit overwhelming. I've, I've really made a point of ske- making those uh, meetings and scheduling those appointments with people I, I do want to meet next week. And uh, I'm, I'm going to hang around the media center quite a bit too, because I'm hoping that's a place where I may, you know, see some familiar faces. And it, it's funny, Robin McNeil, and I we always seem to find each other at these these conferences, and and uh, and I always do enjoy catching up with with the media people. But I, I'm looking forward to, to meeting um, 
some new some new uh, colleagues next week. People like Jess and and hopefully uh, Aaron Marie and and other people. Ryan Butler's another guy from iGaming Next who I haven't met yet. So I'm looking forward to meeting some of our uh, American colleagues who who cover the uh, cover the industry. Um, Jess, I'm hoping you can hang in there for the for the last 15 minutes because I do want to talk to Shelly for a few minutes about the. Um, if we're talking about the TSA, I want to hear about it because it is, Shelly, I'm not sucking up. It is the oh. best PSA. As soon as I fired it up, I was like, this is so spot on perfect. So I'm happy to just put on mute and let Shelly go to town talking about it because I'm a fangirl and I want to hear more. Excellent. Oh, that's great. That's great, Jess. And if, yeah, and if Jess, do you have a comment here? So anyway, for the for the listeners who, who might not have caught the newsletter on Tuesday, and, and we did revisit it this morning in the newsletter because I did have a chance to speak with uh, with Shelly on, on Monday. And it's um, that the uh, Shelly's group, RGC, has come out with a, a PSA campaign in collaboration with Think TV. And I guess, Shelly, just in, in simple terms, and I'll let you expand on it, it really is um, just to, we, we, we both we talked about this on, uh, on Monday about the, uh, we know there's been an incredible influx of a- advertising since the Ontario market opened on April 4th. Um, encouraging or people to to you know bet uh sign up for a sports book and, and bet on games and play online casinos and uh it, it is an ex- exciting new industry that we have here in ontario but like anything in life you, you want to do things in moderation and I, I think your campaign is is meant to just remind people that there you know there are are risk involved in participating in this business yeah we just you know so um yeah so thanks very much uh steven jess for um the accolades um we're really excited about this uh, campaign it was uh, developed in collaboration with uh, think tv who is the um, organization of broadcasters across canada and it emanated from a conversation that we had with them in uh, last spring about the amount of advertising and marketing that was in the marketplace with the expansion of the iGaming and sports betting market. And how could we ensure that there was a better balance of, you know, the, the commercial ads that were out there, but also that there were that people were also seeing responsible gambling ads to remind them about, you know, the importance of using responsible gambling tools and um, in an activity that is lots of fun, but like most things in life that are fun, there's some risks too. And so how can you mitigate those risks and provide players with education and information in a way that was as exciting and interesting as the operators ads that are out there. We didn't want to do a, an ad that was like a, a finger pointing kind of ad. Who'd pay attention to that? So um, we had the opportunity because of some um, the funding that we received from Think TV to actually work with a very innovative um, ad company called Zulu, um, who we've done a fair amount of work with. They're very, very innovative. They know the market and they know that we wanted to create something that would appeal to a um, to young adults and um, individuals who who enjoy um, gambling, but that would be, and it would be done in a way that uh, would capture their attention and, um, and, but that would also lead them to our website. And we have a, uh, a specific section of our website dedicated to know the risk.ca. And that's what the ad tells you to do at the end. You know what? Gambling is fun. And, um, but it also has its risks. You don't always win. 
So go to knowthescore.ca and, um, and get all the information that you need about how to mitigate the risks. And then over the course, of, uh, it's supposed to run until March. And over that period, we're just going to be monitoring, you know, how much traffic is driven to know the risk and um, evaluate the impact of this and use that information to continue to develop and implement really exciting and interesting and helpful um, responsible gambling ads going forward. Uh, Shelley, if you were a professor, what, what kind of a grade would you give so far to the, uh, the operators who have come into the market when it comes to the, that responsible gambling message and, and the initiatives they're taking? Um, good question. I don't have a, um, I think I would need like an evaluation, like a scorecard in order to evaluate <laughs> them uh, fairly. But let me just say that, um, you know, those, there have been some operators who on their own initiative have, have actually developed responsible gambling ads during the Super Bowl, et cetera. And I would give those ads an A+. I think that, you know, the fact that operators um, have chosen to play a leadership role and to demonstrate their commitment to responsible gambling is, um, is extraordinary. And so, you know, uh, A plus to those. Um, I'd have to say that, you know, we're having, we're going to be doing, thanks to some um, funding that we received from Flutter International, um, who's, you know, products and, you know, are well-known products amongst um, individuals who gamble. Um, but we're going to be doing a two-year, three-part um, study on advertising and marketing, actually, to determine, you know, what are the best RG features in ads and what are the best standards so that we're recommending an evidence-based approach rather than a knee-jerk approach to advertising and marketing. Um, you know, one of the one of the risks of not allowing advertising and marketing is that the public doesn't know who the licensed and legitimate operators are in the, versus the black market. And, um, and that's extremely important because those operators that are licensed have responsible gambling. They have to have responsible gambling incorporated into all their products. Black market don't. And they're not accountable to anybody for the way that they operate. And this puts people at real risk. So, um, but one of the areas that we are in terms of grading and, you know, one of the areas that we're looking at is certainly going to be influencers and the utilization of influencers. And um, I can say, all I can say is that um, at RGC, we'd much prefer to see influencers being used to provide people with responsible gambling messaging. Um, um, we, we know that um, young people um, who are easily influenced by influencers, um, that's why they're influencers, um, uh, <laughs> you know, are at greater risk of developing a, gamb uh, a gambling problem or a gambling disorder. And so that's certainly something that I think as an industry, we all need to pay attention to. And so um, that would be one caution uh, that you put out there. And I think we just have to look at frequency. And, you know, when are we, when are the ads running? Um, is there a risk of underage uh, kids seeing these ads? And what kind of impact would that have on them in terms of taking up gambling um, without um, really having the proper safeguards in place and having the maturity 
to um, be able to um, to deal with the risks involved with gambling. So um, those would be a couple things, um, Steve, that I would put out there in terms of, um, you know, some things that, you know, evaluation criteria that we've, we've been looking at. Um, but I do have to say that we work closely with AGCO and IGO um, um, and the development of the standards. And I have to say that the standards that AGCO has imp implemented in terms of advertising and marketing are some of the most robust standards um, in the world. And so this is a very good thing and uh, something that uh, um, we should all be very proud of. Yeah, you make a great point, Shelley, about, about children, because uh, some of the anecdotes I have heard about is you have teenagers who are who are sports fans and, uh, you know, it's almost like they, they get their allowance and they're using some of that allowance to, to bet on, on games and, and uh, using their, their parents' credit card information. And I'm assuming that their parents are setting up those accounts on their, their kids' behalfs. So, and I, I believe that RGC earlier this summer and back in the spring that that you do have a relationship with Kids Help mm -hmm. Phone now. And, and part of that Kids Help Phone program is to, to, is to help kids identify if they might have a gambling problem. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we've we've got a few things. So we yes, in addition to the partnership with Kids Help Phone um, and we know, you know, Kids Help Phone is a leader in terms of being there to um, for kids when they've uh, they've got a, a problem that they're dealing with and they want some some guidance and support know where to and get information about where to go and so we're very very proud of that partnership um, we also have a digital product called house of wisdoms um, it, that um, kids can watch and it's like a video game that teaches them about um, the risks and um, how to avoid those risks and uh, we also have a program that's out right now in colleges and universities for um, college and university students to also um, educate them about the risks and how to mitigate those risks. So a focus on youth and young adults is a high priority for us. And we also have a parent guide on our website. You mentioned parents. And, you know, the thing about gambling, particularly sports betting, is it's so normalized. Right. How many people have friends and family over, um, you know, on the weekend to watch a game? And, um, you know, sometimes without even thinking about what the implications are, um, adults may encourage an underage uh, kid to place a bet. Um, that's how normalized it is. And, um, you know, we really encourage parents to talk to their kids um, about um, the risks of gambling and um, and, you know, discourage them from gambling before their legal age and um, but also once they are legal age talk to them about how to um, do it more safely in terms of using responsible gambling tools like setting money limits and time limits and um, you know uh, etc so extremely important Shelley we're almost at the top of the hour I, I did want to give you a chance quickly just to talk a bit about uh, the, the discovery conference next month and and uh, you know, just what, what, uh, who would be interested in attending that conference and, and kind of just give us a, the Sparks Notes version of what Discovery is all about? Yeah, so this is our, uh, so November 8th to 10th is RGC's 17th um, Discovery Conference. Um, it is an opportunity to bring together um, leaders in the gambling industry as well as uh, treatment organizations and um, affiliates, etc. So anybody who is a regulator or an operator who's doing research in um, gambling studies, 
who is a who provides counseling support or treatment um, to individuals um, who are dealing with gambling disorders. This is um, the conference to be at. Everything in this conference is about responsible gambling. And um, we're gonna be looking at the impact of, of normalizations. We're gonna be looking at trends, insights and integration in terms of what the future of RG is. We're gonna be looking at youth and young adults, a safer game design, um, uh, effective interventions for customers online as well as land-based. And then um, we're going to be pulling, we're going to be talking about financial harm and, and affordability, and then um, pulling this all together at the end to talk about, you know, what's working, how do we know that we're having impact, and uh, what do we need to be doing as um, an industry going forward to ensure that we have um, all the guardrails in place for a safer gambling experience. And there's so many opportunities with, um, with technology um, and um, to actually um, enhance uh, responsible gambling um, now and into the future. So um, there's lots of really important and exciting conversations uh, that are gonna take place at this uh, conference. Yeah, I'll just add too, Shelley, it's, this is going to be a hybrid conference. So if, if you're in the, the greater Toronto area and want to attend the event in person, it's, it's taking place at Vantage Venues, which is on uh, 150 King Street West. And uh, for people like me who are uh, a little bit remote, uh, there's also a chance to, uh, to participate in the conference remote as well, which is, which is fantastic. Yeah, and, this, um, and you know, the, the value of that is we were able to get, have participants from all, of, all around the world to talk about these topics and share knowledge, experiences, challenges, and opportunities. Um, so that will make the conversation really rich. And so if you go to our website, responsiblegambling.org, and uh, you just go to the industry tab and you'll see discovery there and all the information that you need in terms of registering and seeing the content, et cetera, is, um, is there. And uh, we'd love to have everybody as part of the conversation terrific uh shelly wait from the responsible gambling council thanks thanks so much for joining us today we, we definitely want to get you back uh back here on the on the gaming news canada show in in the future because we always enjoy your insights and information and so uh you're you're welcome to join us any anytime you're willing and able to thank you so much steve it's been a real pleasure and i've really enjoyed our conversation this afternoon thank you so much yeah yeah, and Jess Wellman, we I feel I, I feel somewhat guilty tearing you away from the Massachusetts uh, Gambling Commission to, to join us for an hour this afternoon. But uh, just really great to have you on to again to share your your insight and and uh, expertise in the industry and enlighten everybody in the room here a little bit about G two E next week. And yes, let's let's definitely make sure that we uh, we grab a coffee or lunch while we're both in in Las Vegas next week. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Gavin, thank uh, thank you and Mark Silver as always for for being here. Um, that that wraps it up for this week. Um, we are going to be, uh, as I mentioned earlier, both Mark Silver and I are going to be in Las Vegas next week. Where we're trying to trying to look at our schedules and and try to do a Twitter Spaces show from uh, from Vegas next Thursday. But we'll keep an eye on the uh, Tuesday newsletter and and on our. Uh, Twitter handle at, at Gaming News uh, CA. We'll have more information about that next week. Uh, it is Thanksgiving weekend here in Canada, so we we um, wish everybody a, a very happy Thanksgiving weekend. Please uh, please be safe if you're driving to visit family or friends, 
And uh, we look forward to seeing everybody hopefully back here next Thursday, uh, the Gaming News Canada show. Take care, everyone. Thanks again. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, Jessica. We look forward to seeing you next week. Thank you for listening to the Gaming News Canada show, a Parlay Media Group production. Sign up for our weekly newsletter at GamingNewsCanada.ca. Follow Gaming News CA on Twitter to join the live audience and DM us if you're interested in sponsorship or being a featured guest.